You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Gobbler Country's raucous kind of free-for-all talking turkey as Brian and I get ready. Hey, Brian. Brian Manning, my regular co-host. And Brian's hot. You could fry an egg on his forehead at this point. I could see it, and he's glowing in the camera. And I'm not real thrilled myself. There's no excuse for what happened in the football game on Saturday. There's no excuse for that. I'm still trying to figure out where the heck that timeout came from in Justin Fuente's brain. I don't get it. Okay, he says it wasn't an icing the kicker situation. He was trying to get the punt block team out and everything else. Well, the punt block team was out. So that's a case of Justin Fuente not trusting Shabest, James Shabest, to get his punt block team out on the field, which he had. Speaking of Shabest, how much money does that guy make a year? I mean, you're paying that guy to be one of your highest paid assistants and you don't trust him? Okay, there's an issue right there. Yeah, especially because he's an old friend. I'm just like, that should have been an automatic point. They should have just been sitting there saying his Our Fathers and his Hail Marys. And hopefully something happened and it did, but he didn't trust it. And I think that all of us are angry. I think Hokie Nation is just livid. I can't miss the traffic in Twitter. It's relentless and it's kind of cruel. Everybody needs to back off a little bit because there are things that can be done and things that can't be done. And one of the things that can't be done is that if you don't have the big money, you don't have the say. It just works that way. So all we can do is be unhappy. Now you can say, we're not going to go to the games. Well, who's going to the games? Only a thousand people. And just in speaking to numerous people I've spoken with and from comments I've read and from talking to a couple former players, the interest level in the games is just not there anymore under this coach. And it wanes every single year. And it's not about wins and losses. It's much deeper than that. That's a part of it. It's always a part of it. But as we were discussing before the show went on air, Fuente does not ingratiate himself to the former players who built the program, to the community. He closes off everything. Right now, in this COVID season, the best thing Virginia Tech could do was do some of the highlights of from practice on the uh, Twitter account. Other schools are doing it. That's some fan involvement. Do things like that. Encourage him. There's so many things that he could do to be more likable with the fans. I'm not saying he's unlikable, and I'm not saying he's a bad guy at all. That's not what I'm saying. He's not a good fit here. It's becoming more and more apparent every single year. Are we stuck with him right now for next year? Of course we are. That doesn't mean that the fans, alumni, former players can't be pissed off about it because it's just a lot of stuff going on. That in, in Saturday was just kind of like like I told you, John, before we started. Saturday, as you said, Jermaine Wilder scores that touchdown. We're not talking about it, but all that would have done was put a Band-Aid on what we were all feeling anyway. All we heard all year long was, we got to play in 2020 because we have a chance to be a special team this year. Here we are in 2020 at 4-3, and three, another mediocre team, and we have talent. We have a great offensive line. We have Khalil Herbert, Hendon Hooker. We, we've got some talent. We have nothing on defense. There's some skilled players throughout the defense in places, but it's not a complete unit. 
there's talent at spots, but the lack of recruiting over the years, especially along the defensive line, is killing us. We can't recruit cornerbacks anymore. As I wrote in the story about Caleb Farley, let's let's all realize Caleb Farley is a first-round pick, but he's an outlier. We didn't recruit him here as a cornerback. His athleticism and good coaching with Brian Mitchell and Coach Foster helped him adjust to that position, and his athleticism and, and hard work paid off, and he's a stud. But we're not getting those guys out of high school. We have no speed in the secondary. We can't move anybody off the line of scrimmage. We can't tackle. And some of these things are fixable. These are coaching issues. So that's where I'm at. I, I mean, I, I got a lot more. but yeah, that's now, let's, let's say this. The defense is headed in the right direction on the line between Tierlink and Tap. Their recruiting has been better as far as the high school kids recruiting. But who are you going to get? Like I keep telling people, you can't put a gun to a kid's head and say, you will come to Virginia Tech. You can't knock on the door and knock on the door and knock on the door. Now, we might have a shot at some good three- and four-star players, mostly three-star players, and they are. They're pushing those guys as hard as they can. But remember, there's no recruiting going on. It's not allowed. You can't go and see somebody. You you mentioned three-star players, and I talked about this all season long, and I've talked about it in the article I wrote today. Carlos Basham Jr. was from Northside High School in Roanoke, three-star player. Virginia Tech did not even offer him. He's an All-American now. Two years running, yeah, he's a stud. He, he, he is, and you and I talked about that and, and how how sad that was. But, you know, there might have been other reasons, and we don't know what those other there reasons are. There are too many of these instances of Carlos Basham's that we're missing. Okay, we can't get four and five stars with any regular – we can't get any five stars. We can't get many four stars. But then you got three stars like Basham. We can't even get these guys in here. What's their excuses with that? This kid was in our backyard. He would have came to Virginia Tech had there been an interest. Now, that's not on Daryl Tapp and Bill Tierlink. I believe those guys are going to be really good. I'm glad they're here, those two coaches. Okay, here's what we have to do. Everybody's got to take a breath and step back. We're stuck with what we've got. How it gets resolved is up to, does there get to be a vaccine? So does somebody uh, finally let us out of jail so that people can get out to living rooms and knock on doors and go to football games again and scout teams, okay? That, for me, doesn't hold weight because every single team in college football is fighting the same battle. Every team. No, but they are. And guess what? Look at all of the defenses all over. But it's, what it's, recruits it's, right now is pure no, prestige. Right. There's no, it's a bigger issue than just the defense this season. It's a much bigger issue, the recruiting issue this far. Yeah, there's no defense being played in all of college football this year. There's multiple reasons for that with the officials trending toward more of the offensive flashy style of play. But I mentioned Carlos Basham. I, I can name another player just this year. That was Keytrail Clark, who was recruited to Liberty. He was from Midlothian, Richmond area. He committed to Liberty last year because he didn't have any interest from the Hokies. He transferred into the transfer portal in the summer. Again, we had no interest. He's in Louisville now, and he's a good starter for Louisville. Multiple years of eligibility left. You can't tell me we couldn't use him right now? Yeah, I'm going to give you a structural problem. No scholarships. Last year, we had no scholarships. With no scholarships, you can't recruit. They were adding guys late in into the camp, including Devin Taylor. They could have had a Keytrail Clark a spot. They, they chose maybe, not to. maybe not. By that time, they were out of scholarships. It's an it's now, an, no, it's an evaluation can, issue, and, and, can, we, and man, maybe it is. I don't think they have the staff to complete all that because this is what happened with the Fuente Buffalo last year with the quote unquote Baylor. 
he didn't go to Baylor. He wasn't going to Baylor. He didn't ask Baylor to talk to him. He didn't even want to talk to Baylor. But here's the deal. What he did do was he go, went to Whit Babcock and said he needed more coaches. He needed more scout coaches. He needed more recruiting staff. And basically, Whit Babcock told him there's no money in the till for that. He has given him three to four spots yes, already. And he, He's added three to four spots just this year. So Babcock is doing what he can to help. He's doing what he can, but it's still way less than what he needs. We are so far behind in support staff. It's really kind of pathetic. There's other things going on in that respect. Now, me, I'm telling you, this is me. If I'm Fuente, then I'm saying, here, here's $2 million out of my $4 million check. You go find me coaches or you go let me, you put this in the till and you let me hire coaches. That would be me because that's just who I am. Fuente had his chance this year to pick his own defensive coordinator after Coach Foster retired. He chose a guy with two years, and I love Justin Hamilton. He he didn't choose Justin Hamilton. Justin Hamilton ended up falling in his lap. I'm convinced that it was an emergency hire. Odom was the hire. What happened was the Mm -hmm. Odom thing fell through because the money. Odom wanted a good amount of money. He wanted basically what Foster was Mm -hmm. getting, and actually Foster was low paid considering his talent level. I agree. From what they paid Tracy Clays, who who come in as a linebacker coach, he was a failure at defensive coordinator in his previous stops. But he's a position coach, which I can live with. I'm not not knocking him. I think he's a, a solid addition to the staff. But for what you paid him and, and Hamilton's race, you could have got a Barry Odom if it was just about money. If it was just about money, I'm not always sure it's just about money. I figure Odom probably wanted to stay in the SEC because it's a quicker path back to a head coaching position. But there are issues there. But we all know there are money issues. But at some point, you can't be losing to Liberty. You can't be losing to Old Dominion. I remember Liberty. We have to take that perception off the table. Liberty is an SEC-level school now. It's got well, an SEC-level coach, SEC-level SEC quarterback, SEC-level assistant coaches. They well, have funding that we don't okay. know about. I get it, but they're not an SEC-level school. They have an SEC-level coach. That's what makes the yeah, – other than the prestige, you still got to have the horses on the field. And, and, and there's no te- – nobody can tell me Liberty has better football players than Virginia Tech still. Are they better? Uh, they had, they had a, an equal coach, at least. Well, and I would they had a quarterback that. who was an equal quarterback. I'm not trying to trash Liberty. What Liberty's done is amazing. They still should not beat Virginia Tech. I'm sorry. And that's the problem with the fans and the alumni and the former players. They still should not beat Virginia Tech, especially in Blacksburg. I mean, it just should not happen. Yeah. And, uh, Blacksburg doesn't count anymore. Remember, 1,000 people in the stadium. Doesn't matter. That's my point. They still can't play. You could be playing at Blacksburg High School right now. It'd probably be a nicer, more intimate relationship. Yeah, the bottom line, they lost to Liberty. It's inexcusable. And I don't care how much Liberty has improved. The Hokies should have won that football game. Arguably, they had, except for a mistake by a coach, which everybody's pissed off at. And that's just the way it is. I don't think everybody is so much upset about the one call as it was the tipping point for everyone's frustration and anger. Yeah, and they're just going to end up having to get over it because what will happen is is that we'll stumble through the rest of the season. It'll be the way it is. Everybody is eligible to come back next year. Now, they've got two things they have to do. The things that they have to do, no matter how angry we are, the things that they have to do is they have to fix the offensive coordinator position because Cornelson is being saved by some miracle players right now. 
his play calling is atrocious. We probably should have scored at least two more touchdowns. If your defense is struggling, you got to put up more than 40 points, period. End of story. Two, we need a defensive coordinator. I love Justin Hamilton. Justin Hamilton needs to spend two or three more years doing the assistant defensive coordinator position. We need to have a DC, and it needs to be an old, wise guy who knows what the heck's going on and knows how to pinch things. And then the last hire that I'm going to tell you that we need to have is Justin Fuente needs a PR guy. I love Pete Morris a lot. He's a good guy. But Justin Fuente needs a personal PR person, somebody that can work with him and get him to do things like you're talking about. Because that stuff is not obviously occurring to him. And Catherine, who's got a master's degree in that stuff, remember, our editor, who's going to be killing me, she's going to beat us up for going way overtime. She's got a master's degree in this stuff. And she's telling me, yeah, Justin Fuente needs help. Somebody needs to help him with his public relations stuff. He's terrible at it. That's part of being a head coach. Sorry, it really is. So that's my one of my biggest disappointments with him. And you've heard it from me year in and year out. He doesn't communicate well, and that's translating into not communicating with old players, and that translates into not going after other things, you know, that would make the community want to come in and want to be part of the program. He closes doors on practices. He won't scrimmage. You know, at least Frank had regular scrimmages out in Lane Stadium and opened the door so people could come and see him, you know, public scrimmages. Fuente doesn't do any of that. Okay, this year's a special deal. The prior years before this year, he wasn't doing it very much. And he's got to change that. That's something that he would buy so much goodwill if he would do stuff like that. And he's not. So, you know, that's my beef with him. He's five years in. He hasn't done it yet. He's not going to change. It is who he is. He thinks his way is the right way. He's proven that. And we've, we've got data points, again, to show his way is not the right way. But he is here. Though he's had four games remaining in the season, and theoretically they could lose all four games. Now, Pitt and Virginia are not are not games. I don't, I don't think so. I, I do not think so. so. I, I think it's going to be an up and a down and an up and a wrote, down. I wrote in the story day. I'm not predicting them to lose four games. What I'm saying is they can lose four games. I have no confidence Possibly. it's going to win multiple games. I can't say that with confidence. Now, Okay, now I'm going to leave it with this, okay? Here's the deal. This team – because of the COVID situation right now, there's no predicting what this team is any week to any week. Last week, there were hidden problems. Ashby was hurt and evidently also something else. And I don't know what that was. So Dax played a lot. Dax actually did a pretty good job, but Dax is not Ashby right now. Dax is still learning. That kind of stuff needed to be adjusted to. And I didn't see a whole lot of successful adjustment. I don't see the offense adjusting to the fact that we need to play Big 12 football because our defense and everybody's defense is sucking. So we need to play Big 12 football, and we're not making that adjustment, which is weird because the coaching staff is from the Big 12. So I'm sort of puzzled, and at this point, the only thing we could do is hang on, hope for each game, each time they tee it up, Miami's coming next week, and believe it or not, the early things are that we're actually favored. So I'm not sure where that was coming from, but Miami doesn't have a defense. Miami Mm -hmm. couldn't stop a running nose. Someone someone was drunk when they did those lines. And I don't know. I'm like, I don't want those drugs because they're going to mess my mind up. So at this point, everybody in Hokie Nation, breathe. It's a game. That's one thing it is. We all have to remember 
It's just football. It's just a football game and it's entertainment. Right now, it's not very entertaining, is it? And so we're just going to have to live with what we're going to have to live with. Nobody's going to fire Fuente. Nobody can afford to fire Fuente. And nobody can afford to hire a new coach in that would be any better than Fuente. So that's the way it is. Brian, one last word from you before we get out of here. Just read the article I wrote this week. I think I summed it up within a thousand words the best I could. I could put a lot more out there, but for now, that'll do. Yeah, and read my comment back because I was pretty much in agreement with you. I do think COVID did have more than you'd like to admit, but it's still, it's not forgivable the way things have gone. There's stuff that just hasn't been handled right. And on top of that, who knows what's going to come up next season. For everybody, this will come out somewhere Wednesday. My grades article will have been out Tuesday evening, and you're going to see my grades article, and it's not going to disagree with Brian at all on much of anything. So if everybody in Hokie Nation will just breathe, everybody, all the Gobble Country fans out there, please keep the faith. We just need to keep on keeping on. Disappointment we have to live with sometimes. So if everybody will take care, and hey, Brian, as always, go Hokies. Go Hokies.